Hello and welcome to the Lehigh Valley Food Podcast. My name's Tim and welcome to season two. With me today, I have Jacoby. <laughs> and we have local mama catering. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, uh, my name is Beth Raynock. I'm the chef and owner of Local Mama Catering here in Bethlehem. Awesome. Well, pleasure to have you on. Thank Beth. you. Thank you. So um, this preamble, I mean, you already talked about it a little bit. What did you mean by that? You're born here, but you're not really American. Okay. So I, I'm like legally, I have a social security card, but I believe that I'm a citizen of the planet more than I'm a citizen of this country. Okay. I identify as more of an international kind of a gal. I don't, you know, when people say, what kind of food do you make? I say, I make anything you want as long as I have access right. to the ingredients. So, awesome. yeah, it's like worldly. <laughs> Speaking of ingredients, yeah. tell me a little bit about your um, catering business. How did you kind of get started? Okay, so I've been in the industry for a long time. Um, it's always been a side, side job kind of thing, like how to survive in this country, you know, as a single mom also. So I started working in like a bagel place when I was 18. Um, but I did have a very strong food upbringing. Um, my mom and dad exposed us to all kinds of international restaurants. We did, you know, yeah, of course, like if we were going on vacation, we pulled through at McDonald's, like, you know, and then you got the toy and that was cool, right? Oh, <laughs> As a great. kid, you so know, <laughs> and uh, so that was fun. But, you know, then we also went downtown to Philly. So I grew up outside of Philly and we went down to, um, you know, all types of foods, Asian, Italian, you know, whatever. So as a kid in the 80s, it was like a really big deal to go down to the city to go out to eat. So I felt like I had some really great exposure. Um, and then my parents both, you know, both really enjoyed cooking. I paid attention. So my mom used to make tuna casserole. And on those nights, like that was not, I'm not a fan. So I learned how to make, <laughs> she said, like, you can make yourself your own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I started making my own sandwiches at age five because that was my alternative to being forced to eat slop. Green cran peas. Is, like, is, it, is it the word casserole? And just no. The, is it the tuna part? Right. It's the, like, <laughs> I just believe that tuna should not be is like it the hot with cream oh, mushroom. Hot tuna, you're right. You yeah. I agree. There. Yeah. Hot sorry. Tuna. I agree. It, <laughs> Some people weird. like it. Like, you know, everybody has weird comfort foods that they've grown up with um i i make a lot of food that people probably would never try like uh i paid attention in the industry mm -hmm. so um as you know i've been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years so mm -hmm. i'm not i don't have a culinary degree i've never been properly trained i'm just what you call industry taught yeah so um so what's the craziest thing you think you've made that people wouldn't want to eat uh liver and onions no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I have right away. So, <laughs> that sounds great. I make mine with like beer mm, and bacon. That sounds even better. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite proud of it, but I, I know a lot of people who like won't touch it. And I'm like, that's just because you haven't had it prepared properly, yeah. you know? Um, and I love cooking with alcohol. So mm -hmm. um, when we first started the business se seven years ago in 2016 now. So um, I started connecting with like breweries and wineries yeah. and... There's nothing like deglazing a pan that you've just like fried something in hot butter and mm -hmm. have all those crispy bits and then you just pour some alcohol crispy in there bits. and deglaze, deglaze yeah. the pan. Yeah, that absolutely. to me is like then you heaven. Get the perfect sauce. Yes. Full of Thank butter, you. fat, yes. deliciousness. Yes. 
So they're like, <laughs> butter is like our staple in the mm-hmm. in the kitchen. If I run out of butter, I become a very cranky person. Yeah. Um, so that has to be like kept, you know, but we take pride that we can prepare pretty much for any dietary, mm-hmm. you know, preference, I call yeah. it, instead of like a restriction. Let's not call it a restriction because that feels sad and kind of depressing that you're mm-hmm. stuck in this, you know, realm of food that's not as fun like it's not as fun as being able to eat all the other naughty foods so when i say to people like well what's your you know what are the dietary preferences that Mm -hmm. your clients have i need to know everything so that everybody can eat safely so we can do all the all the good stuff yeah so so for the catering business kind of walk me through how you run it i've been i've been planning a wedding yeah as i was telling you a little bit before the show and it's been a lot So when it comes to going to a venue and preparing like dishes, uh, how do you typically do it? Do you have like a truck that you bring with you or a mobile kitchen or do you rely on theirs and, and kind of like what's your what's your favorite style of food to serve too when you're when you're doing that? Sure, sure. Those are all really great questions. So um, I stopped doing events over 100 people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'll do 120, 150 if it's the right type of event. But yeah, generally, yeah, generally, yes, <laughs> which doesn't, we don't follow that anyway. Um, but, you know, the micro wedding is where it's at for mm-hmm. me. I love an intimate wedding that's maybe a little more high end. Um, I can do a plated dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of caterers that only do plated, plated dinners. Or there's a lot of caterers that only do buffets. Mm-hmm. The thing about my business is that, and the reason why I feel like I'm just slightly different than a lot of the other companies, I'm a food photographer and a food stylist. Awesome. I write my own recipes. Awesome. A lot of the stuff on our menus are my signature recipes that are mm-hmm. not written down anywhere. So I cook by taste. Um, baking is a science. So like if you're baking something, it has to be an exact measurement, you know, but I can make a cake without any measurements. So mm. I've learned, you know, even especially like a banana bread, something mm. like that. I can literally just throw things in a bowl and it still turns out okay. So, <laughs> you know, like I really, um, I think the difficult thing about this business is that you feel like the stress of running the company takes away from the joy of why you're doing it. So when people are planning a wedding, mm. it's an extremely stressful time. You know, um, financially, it's a huge investment. Um, A lot of people try to DIY it, and then the day can be very difficult because it's not planned out properly. You don't have, you haven't, you know, given people jobs or tasks Mm -hmm. to help with, and sometimes it falls on one person. Oftentimes, the day of a wedding, people are not eating or drinking because of their anxiety, and they're running around like a nut. So (laughs) we provide complimentary um, snacks for the bridal parties and for the families. Like they can pick whatever they want that's going to satiate them. And that even in their nerves, they could eat that and it would be a comfort. So like I've had, I've had a lot of people tell me that planning with me was Mm -hmm. the most stress-free part of planning their wedding. Yeah. And so that's something I take pride in because like, why should planning the food and the menu be difficult? Yeah. So we have like, you know, huge array of questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. We also require that they have an event planner. Okay. Or somebody that day who's going to be appointed 
there has to be someone other than the bride or the or mm-hmm. the family that's going to be executing all the details with us. Mm-hmm. So um, in the absence of that, it can be rather chaotic. Oh, I know. Yeah. So we actually, um, our business started shooting weddings. Oh, wow. Um, and when COVID hit, we kind of switched yeah. gears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is that how you guys began? You began? Yep. We began actually. So we started, mm-hmm. James was actually our first client, oddly enough. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And through that, we met a wedding planner and um, a photographer who okay. brought us on a bunch of weddings, introduced us to a bunch of people, and, and we did a lot of that. Being in the business that I'm in, and you know, the wedding industry is only one part of mm-hmm. what I do. So, food styling, meal planning. Um, I do cooking classes also. Ooh, nice. So I do it for kids or for adults, and I do like demos. Chef table, you know, chefs to mm-hmm. table experience, you know, experiences and things like that. So I really try to cover the gamut. Yeah. Um, I've even done like restaurant takeovers and pop up dinners. So, mm. you know, if you are in a field with a wedding and you have to bring everything with you, so you have to bring your tent, your grill, you know, anything. And then oftentimes I'll say, well, we're going to gear your menu towards what kind of facility is available to us. Absolutely. So I'm not going to say you can have a fried you know, fried food on your menu if I don't have access to a fryer. Yeah. Well, I don't fry. Mm. I I typically don't fry food. I typically air fry. I just turn my convection oven up to 500. There you go. Yeah. And then everything <laughs> is crispy and it's, it's basically yeah. the same thing. So it's I have less grease. Yes. <laughs> right. So it's lighter and, you know, it still um, has the same effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Getting the sillier questions. You said, for the bridal party, you give them like specific snacks, right? Oh, or not yeah. specific snacks, like, but like they, whatever they A complimentary they request, snack, yeah. Is it whatever they request? Or? Yeah, it's really funny, the request that we get. Do you want to hear Sir, I would love to hear it. <laughs> give me your top five okay. weird <laughs> bridal party requests. Okay, so for the dudes, yeah. like the dudes really want like something carb, right? Mm. They're already like, maybe they're drinking. Talking so give me a lasagna. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so I, I don't allow them to have any, because I'm like, you are not allowed to get my food on your suit your bride will kill me so like i you know i've had a guru say like can i have like the rolls from texas roadhouse with the cinnamon honey butter and i'm like absolutely you know um and that's like so comforting it's Mm -hmm. soaking up the alcohol you know whatever they're enjoying before um you know i've had i've done like for the brides Mm -hmm. um someone asked me to fill raspberries with chocolate Mm -hmm. so we took (laughs) piping bag and we took chocolate ganache and we just inserted raspberry you know the chocolate into the raspberry and they're delicious i bet that took forever no it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad yeah i mean you know it's just a little like um it's it was a little i would say tedious but (laughs) you know it wasn't like three hours later because we're only giving them a small portion you know i'm and then um so the really fun thing about what I do is that I've never made the same menu twice. Okay. Never. And I don't have any pricing on my menus because market prices are subject to change. Right. So, you know, I, um, and this is another really important policy that a lot of companies, um, you know, because people are in business, you know, you don't want to lose money, right, yeah. as a business owner. Um, I got married a week and a half after 9-11 when I was very young. Mm-hmm. I was like 21. And um, because of that, a lot of our guests could not attend the wedding. So I, say, I said to the caterer, hey, like we lost a third of our guest count. Can you please reduce our bill? Nope, absolutely not. Hmm. I've already like everything's in place. I have staff. 
I cannot lower your bill, which, you know, it, like if you were to say that to a caterer, like they would kind of laugh at you. Like, why on earth would I lower yeah. your bill and lower the amount of money that I'm making off of you? For sure. But I do. So mm-hmm. a week and a half before we, you know, before your event, I get your final number mm-hmm. and you don't pay for guests that are unable to attend. So people really appreciated that during COVID. Um, during COVID, like things shifted so much. I got a letter from the governor at the time saying that we were a necessary, you know, a necessary mm-hmm. business. Hey. And we, you know, we shifted. Like yeah. we were like, I have to feed people. You know, all I lost like 40 grand. All of our spring events were canceled or whatever, right? Um, we don't, if people hire us, Instead of losing their deposit, I just let them credit it towards the next event. Yeah. So it's not lost money. It's just that they're not going to use it for that. They're going to use it for something else. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, it happens. You know, it Mm -hmm. happens. Things get canceled. Things shift. So I really don't believe in in doing that to people. (laughs) Let's just say that. It's good practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're building a relationship with your clients. You want them to trust you. You want them to feel confident that you're not going to hurt them financially or yeah. or destroy their wedding day, right? By mm-hmm. like your mistakes or your you know whatever. So you really do the best that you can. There's a lot of things sometimes that go awry that are completely out of our control, and then you just have to like shift and you know try to, try to <laughs> pull everybody together and you know make it happen. So. Um, sometimes it pours rain, you know, you just have to roll with it. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the wedding industry is just one part of what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, I would much rather do a private dinner for eight people. Yeah. Then, then do a wedding. Hands down. I, um, I've bought for like my dad, my stepmom, like I've always, I bought them a lot of gifts for a chef will come in or go on. Oh, like an experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great they gift. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, some people say, like, I'd rather have you gift me an experience mm-hmm. than have, like, something tangible that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that you could lose in a fire, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. So the reason my business is called Local Mama Catering Company is I, lo- I love sourcing locally. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends in the industry, like the farmers, the, you know, from my mushroom guy to, you know, even sourcing, um, you know, local beer for recipes and stuff like that. So, awesome. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to sing every week at an open mic night and that's how they would call <laughs> me up to the stage. They'd say like, let's get our local mama up here. So that's how, that's how the name. That's awesome. Yeah. What was your favorite song to sing? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> No pressure. Yeah, which um, one do you crush at? And can you <laughs> sing it right now? For yeah, us? yeah, no. no, no okay. <laughs> um, somewhere over the rainbow, but I do it in this um, in a style of this woman named Javetta Steele. So I'm a white woman, like through and through. If you look at me, I'm like pretty pale. I'm like, why haven't I gotten any tan yet? I don't know. But um, you know, um, Especially if I've been like, you know, at an open mic night and I've been throwing back a few drinks and I'm more relaxed, I can, I have pretty good pipes, I'd like to say. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm like singing, so on social media, I'm singing Local Mama mm-hmm. and you can see these like ridiculous home videos that I make and that's as far as I've ever gone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Do you have any favorites that you've catered? I'll say favorite venues or people you've catered. Was oh, like yeah. a good time and like have you ever had a terrible one? Where's like the worst one you've ever catered at? There are some clients that have really tried to destroy me. Um, they don't want anybody to hire me again. They just blast bad yeah. reviews. Like, and it happens. It yeah. happens to everybody. You know, you're going to have, there are people that you cannot, you cannot make them happy. Absolutely. No matter, like, no matter who you are or what you do, you cannot make them happy. And that's okay. You know, that's who they are. Yeah. And, and so I, after that, I started interviewing clients. Okay. So I have like, um, I have questions that I ask people to see if we're a good fit for each other. Because, you know, one, you have to be able to financially handle the investment of hiring a caterer. Yeah. And second, like, how do you handle stress? Who's going to be my contact? Mm. Um, what are your dynamics in your family? You know what I mean? So I need to know if um, your family members are reasonable people. Um, are they going to try to make my life harder also? <laughs> so, you know, because we're, yeah, yeah we're catering yeah. for, you know, it's not just one person that's hiring us. Yep. Sometimes it's all the other people that are involved in the planning. Um, like I grew up in a helicopter kind of environment, you know, as that's a more of a modern term. But when I was getting married, I wanted to have like a, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to have a bonfire, like a pagan bonfire in the middle of a field with like a potluck. It's kind of cool. And I was going to be barefoot and like just like music sure. and like, right? I'm a fan. Right? And yeah. my, my, grand, my grandmother and my mom were like, we've been planning a wedding since you. you were born. Oh. So like oh. you have, and they're Italian, like you have no choice. And like, so I did what everybody else wanted me to do, you know, in some regard. Um, so like there's, there's that, there's those dynamics of planning, but for a pro like I have clients that I've been catering for, for the last five or six years Yeah, and I'm their go-to and they trust me completely. And I know their home by heart. I know their dietary preferences by heart mm -hmm. and I know that they have the budget to hire me again and again. And so planning with them, which is, you know, not everybody lives that way. Not everybody has their go-to caterer for all yeah. of their swanky parties, but some people do. And, you know, those clients, um, I have a very strong relationship with their families because, you know, like I see, I get to see, reunite with their families every time we have a celebration and I get, you know, I'm a hugger. So <laughs> I'm like really, you know, being that I'm a female business owner, I am definitely like a nurturing mm -hmm. matriarch in a lot of respects. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be here. This was really nice talking <laughs> to you guys. And um, I really tried to keep it PR as clean as possible. <laughs> it's been an honor to talk with you guys. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. And it's been an honor having you here thank too. You. Thank you. It sounds you. like you um, love what you do. Yes. And it sounds like everything's delicious. <laughs> <laughs>